Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Don't talk film! I'm sorry. Take it outside. This is Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best movie podcast you have ever heard on the internet. Every week we see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw Elemental. Stay tuned, we will play the trailer. Wait, first we're going to recommend the film or not, play the trailer, and then spoil the film. We also have some movie news and things we've been watching. I am joined always by my trusty friend, Brad. Brad, how are you? Yeah, stressing out. Uh, Fan Expo is coming up, and you know we have this big, ambitious booth going on, and it's it's coming down to the wire. I started three weeks ago, so this wouldn't happen, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, but it'll work. I, I have faith. Always have faith, my friend. Always have faith. It's uh it's it's gone to the point where like so there was a tornado here a couple of days ago yep. and you know I've been trying to get supplies from Michaels and I have a Michaels like right next to my house here but uh the tornado damaged the Michaels so they're not open so now I have to like go other places to find things that are usually out of stock and it's just like my ability to get things done is hampered Well it'll be awesome yeah, like I can't uh, even get I can't even get foam board at like Target or Walmart because it's it's garbage foam board. I have to mm-hmm. go to get the premium stuff all the way downtown, and every time I, I I cut something wrong, I have to go back and do it again. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a lot of money, Ryan. You're not rich. Nope. Are you? Mm-hmm. No. I'm I'm rich on life, buddy. I'm rich on life. So money doesn't matter. The money folks- doesn't matter when you have riches and friends and family. Moral of the story is that you people better visit our booth and enjoy it. <laughs> Me pulling people out of the aisle is like, you get your ass in here. Yeah. And Look how I think accurate these I, boxes, boxes are. I, I think it's eye-catching enough that we should be all right. Take a sticker. Yes. And stick it around the convention center because they don't want you to. <sighs> At least I made those stickers like six months ago. So that was smart. Yeah. Hey. Bad. We can only do what we can do. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's all right. I promise it'll still look awesome. I promise that much because it's, I've already seen what you've done and it already looks awesome. Yeah. Tomorrow, supposedly everything gets put together and we see where we're at and we'll know for sure. But yeah, I just, I just, I hate, I just hate that it's come down to the wire like this. It'll be all right. I promise. 
I slept overnight at the bug many days to cut stuff <laughs> for this thing. So, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be awesome. I, I, um, for those who don't know, our booth is going to be styled after Blockbuster Video. It's a parody of Blockbuster Video, so please don't sue us, Blockbuster. That's still around. Yeah, there's nothing and, in the booth that actually says Blockbuster on it, so we should be good. Yeah, like I said, it's a parody. Um, you know, it's that. That's why we're able to get away with it, and um, it's going to be really fun. And I already, we've already had a lot of engagement on our social media platforms about how cool the stuff looks. So. I have faith that we'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got you got that candy, right? Yes. I'll be getting that tomorrow. What are you going to get? I've worked. Uh, I don't know yet. I don't know. How, how much do you think we need? It'd be nice to have like a variety of three different things, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't care about the variety, but I mean, like how, how much? much candy do we need? How are we, how are we giving it out? I don't know how, what your plan for that was. I was going to put it in the video boxes instead of the tapes. And then do people have to return the video boxes? No, well, they just pick it off the shelf and like, oh, cool. I got a prize inside. Like I was, I was thinking of put, like, putting some of our old shirts in there too. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, go pick out a tape. And then they're actually picking out candy and prizes and stickers and shirts and stuff. So they keep, do they keep the container or do they take the stuff out and then put it in the return stuff? No, they take the stuff out and take it with them but we keep the the box gotcha no yeah, yeah. yeah that's why man i was just seeing how you're gonna do it that way um the return slots just for fun and show there's <laughs> yeah i mean if if uh i'll i'll bring the source tapes like the actual like if people want to like have those they'll be there but you know i'm not gonna like keep a roster of like hey Take this VHS home and bring it back on, on Sunday. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. I mean, like, so they take the candy out of the clamshells and then they put the clamshell back in the return thing. And then we fill it up with candy again and put it back on the shelf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If they, I mean, the table will be right there. So if you want to put it through the slot for return, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I figured they would just like go to the shelf, pick out a, thing open it up take the stuff and put it back okay um that works i was curious if they want to go through the whole rigmarole of like walking up to the counter and then walking out and then sliding it back through the slot uh, that's that's fun too (laughs) um yeah cool brad we saw elemental this week do you recommend pixar's latest yeah, I mean, I, yeah, Pixar doesn't make bad movies, but I also wasn't like into this one, you know. Um, like it looks great, um, but the story just didn't. I, I felt like there were like two focuses going on with the story about like an immigrant story and then like a a romance. Um, it was trying to do two things at the same time that I just don't think really gelled. Um, and uh. Yeah, it's it's charming enough, but yeah, it, it didn't blow me away. Uh, I I really like this film. I think it's better than um, a lot of people are giving it credit for. Um, and it was just uh, a cute. I thought of it instead of you know the immigrant story. I thought of it more of a romantic comedy um, of obviously opposites attracting and breaking down the barriers of prejudice and. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, it looks spectacular. Um, uh, 
there's only a couple things that held it back from being uh, upper echelon for me. So, um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Here's a trailer for Elemental. Meet the residents of Element City. Air usually has their head in the clouds. Oh, my new jacket. Earth can be a little seedy. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing weird going on here. Uh, Just a little pruning. Water is always getting into something. Fire? As ordered. We run a little hot. (laughs) This shop is dream of our family. Someday it'll all be yours. But we all live by one simple rule. Enemies cannot mix. (laughs) (laughs) The pipe squished me all out of shape. Dang. That's better. Oh. So you've never left Firetown? Sorry, buddy. Elements don't mix. Hey! Plus, my dad would boil you alive. Why does anyone get to tell you what you can do in your life? Come on! Why do they even have these? Eh, who knows. Watch this! Whoa! Ember, I see a change in you. Guy, you live here? It's my mom's place. We got two kids that are swimming around here somewhere. Orca, follow! <laughs> I've been trying to fill my father's shoes, but I never once asked what I wanted to do. Try this, Dad. Those are too hot. I love hot food. of elemental is a family immigrates to elemental city and they are the fire element and when they get there they are um what's the right word i'm looking for they uh are turned away from you know getting an apartment because they don't rent to Discriminated uh, against. I'm sorry. Discriminated against. Discriminated. Thank you. Because I, is it considered a race if they're elements? I don't know. Um, In the world, yeah, I think that's exactly what that is. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, but they find a place uh, where they set up a kind of a general store, and there they make food, and uh, they specialize in these like molten rock food bite things that they make. And uh, they have a, a a baby named Ember. And we flash forward, um, I don't know how many years, but Ember is trying to take over the shop. And she has to prove herself to her father, who is very hard on her and... 
doesn't know if she's ready. So she's constantly trying to live up to her father's expectations. And they live in, in a lack of a better word, I guess you'd say like the ghetto of the world um, on the outskirts of town, the other side of the track, whatever you want to call it. And um, Elemental City is a fabulous modern city. And there all the other elements live, which are the plant people, which I guess would symbolize earth. Um, air is cloud people and the water is water people on uh, when her dad finally trusts Ember to take over the shop on the red dot cell there's a burst in their basement and Wade comes in he's a city inspector and he cites them all for the violations they have and Ember tries to stop him from doing it, and it sets him off on a journey of um, opposites attract and falling in love. Um, I, I thought the movie was really cute, and I thought it was really well told. Um, again, it's always interesting when you see um, Pixar on the big screen because it, they're they're so artistically they're so cool. Um, I think the fire people, how they were animated was incredible. Um, and each, you know, element had a really unique design. And yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought it was a really fun movie. Uh, full disclosure, I, I did pass out somewhere in the movie. I don't remember uh, at this point, but um, I. Yeah, I, I think some pieces of the movie were missing for me. Um, I, I think it was right, like right before Ember, like goes into rage mode and and it causes the pipes to burst or something. Mm. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she she has this uh, temper that she tries to keep in check in front of customers, but anybody who's worked in customer service long enough knows that you know the customers are always assholes. So. Um, she's like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> um, so, I mean, uh, yeah. So what part did you wake up back at? So she's basically when, when Wade shows Wade up yeah, to fix the canal. And, you, you know, there's, there's some things about elemental that I think is a, almost a little too on the nose for Pixar. Um, if that makes sense, she wants to be an artist and an architect and her dad wants her to take over the shop and to fix this crack in the canal in the gate, they're able to use sand and make glass out of it. But as Ember and Wade's relationship grows, the cracks start to show in it and it's symbolized by the cracks in the wall that's going to flood Firetown. Um, to me, that was maybe one of the biggest missteps in the film. Um, cause I, I love the movie and I, I cried at the uh, end because my little boy was crying when, uh, Wade evaporates. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like it was so on the nose, uh, of their repair breaking. Oh, and I, I actually didn't really get that until you said it. Oh, well, I guess I'm just a smarter movie goer than you are. I guess so. Yeah. Um, I was probably still playing catch up of like what I miss, what I miss. I don't. It sounds like you didn't miss too much. If you woke up when they were um, like starting to hang out and stuff, did you see them at the uh, 
whatever like sporting event where the clouds yep. were named after farts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did see that part. Yeah. So yeah, you didn't uh I think you only missed like ten minutes. Okay. Um but yeah, I I, I think the story's told really well and I think it's really cute. Um I Pixar yeah. has is in this weird state and I was reading a interview with the creatives behind the film and they're learning they're trying to break in with original films again and lately it seems most of their hits have just been sequels to their uh established IPs so um I I think it's a double-edged sword well that's two they also kind of devalued them by sending them straight to streaming for like the past three years straight. So, Oh yeah. I mean, um, I agree. And, and, and you run into a problem too. And I mean, this is just me and, you know, economics. So elemental costs over $200 million to make. I think it was, I was reading 215 million and it looks spectacular. The super Mario brothers movie cost a hundred million. So I'm just wondering where, you know, the extra hundred million comes in and, yeah. um, you know, they, I, I, cause for an animated film to be $200 million, I mean, that's pretty, in my opinion, it's kind of ridiculous, but I mean, I don't understand the finances of movies because I don't know where the $200 million goes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just assume that. You know, Pixar's got some of the best animators, so they maybe they, they command the higher salaries. I mean, I guess, I mean, because the movies take about four years to make, so, I mean, I guess technically it's $50 million a year to make the films. Um, but I don't know. Just seems like a lot, right? Or am I way out of line? Because, I mean, like I said, Super Mario cost $100 million, and it still looked really great. Yeah, and this is, yeah, more... But more of a like a drama romantic comedy thing, so it's yeah, it's not even like an action movie. It has you know action sequences in it, but I would expect yeah. Lightyear to cost more, you know. Exactly, but I mean, again, we don't. I, I guess I would ask. I, I mean, I know they probably wouldn't. I I don't know how they would, or if they would ever reveal why they cost so much. I don't know if it's because you have to have so much storage for the memory of the movies. And your servers are constantly going and you got to pay the animators and the developers and the writers. And I'm sure it's a lot of overhead is a lot of the budget. I'm open to finding out if anyone listening works for Pixar, uh, write us in, let us know or call in. Yeah, please do. Or, you know, be, be a, be an interview on our show. We'd love it. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to be at the convention center this weekend, stop by our booth. (laughs) Yeah, sit down, we'll, record with us. We'll, we'll, we can record right there. Yeah, I, um, you'd be like, hey, yeah, you guys you are know, idiots. This is why it costs as much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Assholes. How much your booth costs? $10? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like your baby put this together. <laughs> but it, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's just a lot like The Good Dinosaur. I think The Good Dinosaur is a really fun movie. Um, also not one of Pixar's best, but I think they've also are their own worst enemy 
where they have created such a stable of incredible films that any film that's just good is uh, suffers from the name brand Pixar. Um, because Kellen was watching Boss Baby, uh, like two or three mornings ago, and that movie is fucking awful. <laughs> it's literally about trying to not let puppies grow up and uh alec baldwin's boss baby isn't even like his real brother it's fucking weird and then the the evil G- bad guy's plan at the end is is played by steve buscemi and so he turns all he doesn't want the dogs to ever not be puppies and is so his goal is he loads thousands of them onto a rocket ship and he's just going to drop them across America. Okay. I'm sure I'm missing some part of what's happening with it, but that's basically the gist and it's awful. And that, you know, those movies make $300 million and I don't get it. Yeah, me either. So yeah, Elemental's great. Uh, I love that how their relationship blossoms and when they finally do touch that you realize that, uh, you know, the fire doesn't evaporate the water. Uh, and when they, uh, kiss and things like that. So it's a nice message to everybody out there that, you know, don't judge people by how they look. And there's really cool, like little flourishes, uh, on Wade's, hair it was a constant wave going um like animated like you know ocean waves i thought looked really great um yeah i i just really liked the movie and i had fun with it yeah i mean yeah it's fine for me um like i said i was i was kind of all in on that immigrant story and then you know when it has the romantic comedy almost too i'm just like you know it just feels uh like the focus is pulled away yeah it's yeah it's not a big deal but yeah i was just less interested in that no that's fair it's this, felt like too easy of a plot yeah to do. yeah yeah like i said i think they took kind of some easy way way out and nothing was really unpredictable in it you know what i mean except yeah. at the end I, if they really would have killed wade i had been like holy shit yeah um, like uh yeah, but, I feel feel like uh, bringing him back. Yeah, just it, 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 yeah, it's like the easy way, like the crowd pleasing way out. Yeah, I feel yeah, like it, in the past Pixar has been a little more um, aggressive about giving you the hard ending. You know, and I've said it too. That's like uh, I love the film The Batman, but that's the one thing that irked me about it is the bomb that blew up in Alfred's face. Yeah, that he ended up living. I go, man, they had such a great opportunity to change it up and just be to yeah. change it up. And um, and I think that's what was so brilliant about No Way Home is they gave you a Spider-Man origin story without Uncle Ben after Spider-Man was in five movies. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. And they could have changed it a little bit and they did not. And for no matter how cool that movie is, that's like one sticking point with me. But it's still a great film, and I it's I still think it's one of the best Batman movies. I'm just saying that you know what I mean. 
Yeah, and I like, felt the same way about watching Elemental is they had a real opportunity to not let Wade come back and the consequences of their bigotry and their carelessness about the immigrants coming to that area and, you know, them being flooded out. Um, but uh, they decided to take the happy ending. Yeah. Like Toy Story three, Andy actually gives away the toys, you know? Oh yeah. It's after teasing that they're all going to die. Um, yeah. I mean, I still think that's one of the most beautiful endings of any film ever. Um, is yeah. when when Andy and he's explaining why each of the toys are special, and I I cry every time I watch that scene, especially when he talks about Woody because I love Woody. Yeah, you, like, yeah, oh you do. Yeah. Oh my god, he is the best sheriff in town. Um, but yeah, this is the big news story of the week. It's real news. Brad, we can't let this week go by without playing the greatest trailer of all time. Here's the trailer for Craven the Hunter. My son, never show mercy. They are prey. Predators. Boys, your mother is dead. She died because you sent her away. She was weak, sick in her mind. You know my business, yes? Power is about strength. If you show weakness, you will give our enemies an opening. Like his mother. Leave him. What happened that day? I stared death in the face. And for the first time, I saw my true self. Tell me about this hunter. They say he uses a connection with animals to track his prey. And once you're on his list... There's only one way off. The six of us, but only one of you. There's six of you now. Why do you hunt? My father puts evil into the world. I take it out. I think you're some kind of honor. You are exactly like our father. Just another man hunting for a trophy. We're murderers. Isn't that what he taught us? You don't get to do that to me anymore. Mr. Teglin? Mr. Teglin? Where's Mr. Teglin? Oh, you're standing in him. You're a goddamn lunatic. Oh, you just figured that out now?
mind up fast. Don't you want to know why they call me the Rhino? So, I guess uh, Sony, when they make Spider-Man movies without Spider-Man, that all you have to do is get the blood from some animal in you, and you get its powers. Yeah, that's, um, it's science, dude. And it's it's when I watched it when it first started, you know, and it has Craven, and he's sitting in the the building, and he's using his senses to find things. I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool, and he jumps out the window, and it's a really cool shot. Um, but then it goes to his dad being so i mean i'm i don't know if this was happening in this film but russell crowe i guess it's like some bad russian mafia guy and craven is his son who doesn't want his business and he starts taking him down because he's like a bad guy but not really did am i reading that right i've only watched it once <laughs> yeah i mean um... i have too i i've i've literally only seen it once but that's what I'm getting from it. I don't know about the Russian mafia thing, but yeah, I, I, I it seemed like Russell Crowe was his dad, which is odd because, um, you know, Russell Crowe's Zeus in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But okay, yep. He's also who else? He's another superhero's dad in the Marvel Universe, or no? Oh, fuck. Uh, he's Jor El. Oh yeah, there. God, that took me a little bit, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. And we were joking when it came out and I was texting you and, you know, we're already calling the, you know, the end credit scene. It's going to be Vulture and Morbius showing up and they're going to see Craven, and they're going to be some random place like at the end of Morbius when Vulture shows up and they only have to pay Michael uh, Keaton for the voiceover like they did in Morbius. So you, you have, you know, a stunt performer in the Vulture suit and he comes up and he says, I'm having a problem. And he says, well, what do you want, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to hunt? What person? Not a person, a bug. So it's just like a, a vague reference to Spider-Man, you know, there's a bug we want you to squash. Yeah. Cause they even have it. There's like a little quick shot in the trailer of spiders falling on him. And I go, come on guys. Like, I don't know. I'll give it a chance. Um, and I was really hoping that this one would actually be really good because if he's a good character, then the next Spider-Man movie could be Craven's last hunt, which would be phenomenal. Um, because they already kind of set up the black suit in no way home. And then you could have, you know, him hunting Spider-Man beating Spider-Man. He becomes Spider-Man. And after, he tracks down in the comic, it's vermin. It I guess it doesn't have to be vermin, but after he tracks down vermin and beats him, cause Spider-Man couldn't, he, uh, Craven commits suicide cause he has nothing left to prove. Um, <laughs> which would be an awesome Spider-Man story. Not like, you know, the suicide part, but I was gonna say, do you think they'll let them do a suicide? Like, oh, death probably not. Yeah. Probably not. He'd probably, if, I mean, it'd be awesome if they did, but, um, not that suicide's awesome. I'm just saying for the story. Um, I mean, they could. I mean, if if I was in charge of Marvel and Sony, I would let them do it. Um, but you know, there would just be like some executive being like, "Oh, we can't." It might be endorsing suicide uh, somehow. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, if people want to read Craven, I, you should read Craven's Last Hunt. It is phenomenal um, because it, it deals a lot with the psychological aspect of, you know, thinking someone's superior and what you would do to break, tear them down. And um, yeah, it's just a, it's a really, it, it, I mean, it, for a Spider-Man story, it's super dark. And not, I'd never advocate for, you know, just to be dark superhero stuff, but it's pretty cool. Hey, we watch things throughout the week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this week? Uh, honestly, pretty much nothing. I, on Roku channel, um, they have a channel of just 80s music videos. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been, I've either been playing Zelda or just, uh, watching 80s music videos in the background. Nice. Yeah. It's like, it's like having VH1 again. I do miss um, the 80s music videos because they always told a story or they're very creative. Yeah, there's this one from, uh, uh, I think it was Air Supply. That's like, it, it's like, uh, it's all animated and it looks like a, like a Dick Tracy knockoff. Oh, that's awesome. I think it's Air Supply. It was like, an, it's, it's, it's not their like super hit song, but yeah, something else I was like, man, this is, like really creative and like the animation styles like i haven't seen this in a long time um you know from a band that i like like i don't That's, yeah you just know them i just like, know like like they're track six on a 80s compilation cd I yeah <laughs> they're a part uh, of that billboard like uh top hits from the 80s exactly yeah i think 82 uh making love out of nothing at all yeah i think you're I think right it might be kind of maybe something else though there's a couple bands that sound like that, but anyway, um, yeah, I wish I knew the song. Yeah, but I, I bet you could Google like Dick Tracy animated and it like '80s music thing, it would probably come up. But I thought that was cool, and yeah, like yeah, a lot of them have like a story. Um, yeah, there's like um, I think it's yeah, Pat Benatar one where um, her dad kicks her out of the house, and then she goes into like uh, stripping in a strip club, and then she gets all the uh strippers to like revolt against the guy who runs it and they yeah turn the tables yeah. on him yeah you know i will always uh default to rod stewart because he's my favorite but there was a time when he had his 1988 album out of order come out and uh so forever young is the big one but the three other videos that he did for that uh album it has the same actress as his love interest so if you watch them in order, they actually tell a whole story, um, which is really cool. Um, and it's so because it's each part of the relationship where they meet. Uh, he's a bartender at a strip club. And then the next one is uh, so that's lost in you. And then it's crazy about her where he's talking about how he's obsessed with her. And then. Um, and then the last one is I got lost. Which one am I missing? Oh, uh, uh, my heart can't tell you no, where she cheats on him and breaks up with him. So it's a really cool, like, arc um, that um, you wouldn't know because they don't make those anymore. And um, a lot of videos now, too, are just like the band singing with, like, you know, different after effects on the screen. 
Yeah, or just partying or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then there's like the "We Are the World" video, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff in there. But my favorite part is uh, Dan Aykroyd is in the background of it. What? Just, yeah. So there's all these like high profile musicians, like obviously Hugh Lewis is right there, so that's awesome. But yeah, like Tina Turner, Michael Jackson, uh, Billy Joel. Uh, I don't think Rod was in there though. No. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's like panning across the chorus of everybody, like Ray Charles and everything. And then there's Dan Aykroyd in the background and he looks like Dwight Schrute. <laughs> like everyone's, you know, like well, the, the funniest I mean, part he is can pre- sing though, right? Does he sing in uh, blues brothers? Yeah. Um, he doesn't get like a, a focus like everyone else does. Um, like Bruce Springsteen, when he first comes on, it looks like he's trying so hard to <laughs> sing Bruce Springsteen compared to everyone else, like just being himself. <laughs> Uh, so that's funny, but yeah, then it cuts to like a chorus of people who don't get like a featured thing, and yeah, Dan Aykroyd's back there, and he's just like, he's just almost like me in a cor- choir. Just, just <laughs> you just want to be in the middle where your voice won't stick out, and you're just exactly. It just know. looks like he's mouthing the words <laughs> as he goes, because yeah, he's his face. Well, is just did not that come out it. in '84? So like right at Ghostbusters, so '85, saying- yeah. Oh yeah, so that would be. So it's like, hey, the Ghostbuster, let's get him in there, and people be like, hey, Ghostbuster Roy <laughs> Egan's in there, so cool. Uh, but yeah, you should check it out. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah, um, I will. Yeah, I'm looking it up. I don't. That wasn't an air supply song. What is it? Anyway, uh, but yeah, that's why I watched. I yeah, I didn't watch anything. Uh, I watched um Extraction too. With uh, Chris Hemsworth. Um, did you see the first one? It came out in 2020. It was part of our yeah, I think COVID we did an episode on it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't remember if you saw it though. Um, so he's an extractor, <laughs> and his job is to go and you know get people out of places. And in the first one, it looked like he died, but he did not die, and he rehabilitates and he retires. And but he can't stay retired for too long because Idris Elba shows up at his house and he's really cool and handsome. So he talks him into one last job because his ex-wife's sister is being held in a Russian prison by a Russian mob guy. And so he trains for six weeks to get back into extraction shape. And then he goes and extracts her. And there is a 21 minute single take shot. Um, that is pretty fucking badass. Uh, just like the first one, but this one has him fighting from the, like the basement of the prison all the way to escaping onto a train and then shooting down a helicopter. It's fucking badass. Um, and I mean, obviously there's cuts in it, but it's done in a way that looks really cool. You know, the, the cuts, because I've seen so many movies is like, he'll pick up a, you know, a riot shield or something and he'll move it really fast across the screen. And you know that they cut right there, (laughs) but it's awesome. It's really, it's like mindless action. And, um, yeah, it's, I mean, that's literally the plot. There's really nothing else. And it just goes from there and him, you know, more action scenes. Cause after the train one, uh, they get away, but they killed the mafia boss guy. But ha, dude, he has a brother. 
who wants revenge. So then the second half of the movie is more action scenes of him fighting more Russian mafia guys and killing them. That's on Netflix. Yeah. It's really fun. I I mean, I'll check it out when I get it again. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, it's, they're really well made. And I mean, they remind me a lot of the eighties action movies. This one really reminded me of commando. Um, and where, you know, he'll get like shot or something, but it never really slows him down. And yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. So yeah, check out extraction Two, extracting harder. Get extracted. Uh, and yeah, that's what I watched this week. Uh, next week is asteroid city. Stay tuned for that episode. Um, see us at Denver Fan Expo. Look for the Blockbuster slash Real Nerds podcast booth. Are we in booth 1041 or 675? Good question. What's up? I said good question. Are we just going to show up and hope they point us in the right direction? Well, they said we'll get a PDF today or tomorrow or the next day uh, about <laughs> the correction. They're looking into, into it, but I fully expect us to have to just show up there and find out. Me too. The Alan Parsons Project. Don't answer me. That's the video. Sweet. I'm going to put a note in my phone right now. Hang on. Done. Sweet. Cool. We'll see you at the movies. Bye. Well, a real nerd knows you shot on a real nerd. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.